Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the A Word podcast. What is the A Word? The A Word symbolizes the censorship that comes with speaking about mental health and life experiences in general. This is a space where those censors do not exist and where we are able to have raw, real, and unfiltered conversations about mental health, spilling some tea about life, and sharing some laughs and cries along the way. Above all, we are here to have fun, do some self-care, and some loving on you. Welcome to the A Word. Hey y'all, we are back for season two of the A Word podcast. It has been a minute. It has been a while. I unfortunately had to take a break while trying to get through the rest of law school, studying for the bar and all that very not fun stuff, but we are back. We are here ready to go. Today we are going to dive in into a little bit of a territory that's very close to me and what I've been going through lately. So yes, I am exposing myself in this episode, but that's okay. That's okay. Exposing myself in the name of love. Today's episode is called, You're Just Not That Into You. The crazy thing about being so understanding of your emotions and aware of yourself is you constantly call yourself on your bullshit because you're not in denial that it's bullshit. You know for a 100% fact that you are doing something that might be detrimental to yourself, but you know, it might feel good in the moment. So we gonna do it anyway. And that's exactly where I have been in relationships lately or lack thereof to be very candid i've been single for two and a half years now so it's been a while and i haven't really been dating or anything like that so the first topic that we will dive in today is situationships for those who are unsure of what a situationship is It's generally just messing with somebody. Y'all have no title, but there may be some benefits to the relationships. Very much like friends with benefits, with the exception of in situationships, it might be a little bit more friend, a little bit less friend, but either way, it's a situationship because y'all have no title. Y'all don't have any plan necessarily of going anywhere, or if you do, neither one of you, or at least one of you, is not committed enough to take that next step. So right now, y'all just sitting there having sex, essentially. So with situationships, there are so many people who are able, or feel that they are able, to go through those times in life where you might have a hoe phase or you might have situationships because there is a difference between the two, but you are unsure of the fact that you might be really fucking with yourself by doing that. And that's honestly something that I had to realize on my own is figuring out like, Mm, the whole phase is not for me. It was okay 
there were some good moments, not going to lie, but it was not for me. And diving into situationships is also not for me. If it is, if you can tackle that like a queen or a king and you ain't got to worry about it, nothing faces you, all power to you. Not that girl over here. I cannot do it. I get attached if I like you. I get hurt if I find out you fucking with somebody else. It is not okay. So I know for myself that I need to avoid it. Do I always? Not so much. So how do we spot situationships? How do we decipher what a situationship is between what is something that is going somewhere later, right? One thing I've had to always learn, and I say always learn because I've had to relearn this shit several times because I just don't want to believe it. Mixed signals are a no. You're hurting yourself by staying in a situation where you really don't know how the person feels about you. You really don't know whether they just want to be friends, they just want to have sex, or if they really can see a future with you and there's a chance that, you know, y'all will start exclusively dating at some point or becoming boyfriend and girlfriend or, you know, if you are someone who wants to get married, eventually get married. But trying to decipher between hot and cold feelings is only causing a puzzle in your mind. You're trying to piece shit together. Oh, well, he did this this day, or he said this that day, or she made it seem like, or she was said that she loved me or that she could see herself with me, but then ignored me later. Like, no, it's one or the other. And, and that's not saying that people can't be indecisive. But if you are indecisive about someone, at that moment, the answer of whether or not you want to be with them is a no. Because you are unsure of what could come of it. You're unsure if there are parts of them that you want to be exposed to, you know? And for me, I've constantly been in that battle of, well he said this, or he did this, or then I see good things. And then I see things that's like, do you even fucking like me? Like, are, are we, are we good? Like, you know, and those types of situations really make you take a step back and question yourself. And at that moment, when you are questioning, am I worth it for somebody else? That is an example of not being into you. You're just not that into you. If you care so much more about how somebody else's treatment of you defines you as a person, you aren't even giving yourself a chance. You're not even giving yourself a chance to actually go through the process of if you desire to, allowing for that love that you're yearning for or that you deserve to come to you because you're so fixated on trying to conform or shift and shape yourself to be a version of yourself that you feel the person you want or wants you to be 
If you're on that side of the situationship, it's time to end it. I don't care how good the dick is. I don't care what she, what her mouth do. It does not matter. It's time to be done with that shit. Kick motherfucking rocks and let's go. It's just nobody has time. We don't have time. Let's say it together. One, two, three. We don't have time. Thank you. (laughs) I hope that felt good for you. Number two, going back to exes. Ooh, child. I am very guilty of returning back to the same guy. And the guy that I always returned to was... You know, the guy that took my virginity, my first real love, my first real long-term relationship, right? He feels safe. And it wasn't until recently that I realized that I'm, while for a while I believed that he was my person, you know, and I, I'm, I believe in a lot of I don't necessarily believe in coincidences. You know, I've, I, I realized like, okay, this person keeps randomly being put in my path no matter how many times we, you know, stop talking, fall out, whatever. And I used to take that as a sign that he was my person. Now... I have more so shifted into understanding that maybe it's a lesson for me because intentional or not, you know, I always end up getting hurt in my situations with him. And sometimes it's self-inflicted because I have these expectations and I have these kinds of situations where I hold on to what people say because I like to trust that people's words are valid, true. Um, And so sometimes I'll hear things and I'll kind of hold on to that and be like, okay, well then that must be how he feels. Then I see something else and I'm like, oh, you know, maybe... Maybe not. And that's a perfect example of you're just not that into you. You're going back to situations not because they just feel amazing, but because they feel safe, because they feel familiar. Without even understanding that, people change, people grow, people become different. So what that safe space that I was searching for ended up not being very safe. It actually ended up being kind of detrimental. Now, I don't know what my I'm and right now I'm I'm generally talking about my own self-infliction of creating situations, creating scenarios in my head. 
I don't know what my future is. I don't know who I'm going to end up with. None of us really do. Unless you've already found your person and you're 100% sure, this my man and I'm going to stick beside him. Or this my woman and I'm going to stick beside him. Then we don't know. The rest of us are just wandering around the earth trying to figure out who the fuck is my person. Where they at? Because we don't know. And I'm not saying that your ex is not your person. Your ex might very well be your person. It might have been y'all had to go apart to come back together. I don't know. But hitting a point where you know that like shit bothers you. Like you know that you cannot be talking to your ex and then be mad. Y'all aren't together, but be mad if, if he or she is fucking with somebody else. Like, you literally cannot get mad. Like, if you know we're not together, whatever, you shouldn't get mad. Me? I'll get mad. I find condoms that aren't being used with me? Oh. So that's what we're doing. And that's the first thing that pops up in my mind. Just sadness. Anger. Betrayal. Right? But are you actually being betrayed if you're not together? Like, think about it. Is it a betrayal? Now, in certain situations, if, and for me, I was, I thought that we weren't fucking with other people. I, I really actually did. So it did hurt me. But then again, I realized, like, you know, I decided that. I don't think we ever sat down and said, we will not have sex with other people. I vaguely remember that, but I'm not, I feel like maybe I just, I wanted that to happen, so maybe that's why, but I don't, looking back, I'm not really sure that we ever had that conversation, right? So who am I to be upset? Obviously, I can be upset because emotions, feelings are valid. I'm allowed to be upset, but is it fair for me to change the way I interact with him as a friend because of that. Hmm. I don't know. For yourself, yes. If you need to change how you interact with somebody to keep your peace, then 100%. But if you're acting funny to try to get some attention or try to stir the pot, that ain't it. That ain't it. So, I'm saying you may just not be that into you. You keep going back to these exes. For what? We don't need them. All right, number three, not knowing when to let go. You just wanna hold on to the feeling. You don't wanna be alone. You want somebody to talk to. You want somebody to be there for you. But to what end? To what end? To At what purpose is it time to let go of someone? If you are feeling hurt often, if you have a lot of feelings of unworthiness surrounding your relationship with them, if you have a lot of feelings of lack or constantly comparing yourself 
to any woman or man that they might interact with, you need to let them go. Not only for yourself, but for them. Because that's not healthy. We're all sitting over here creating scenarios, creating plots and storylines in our heads because we don't know what else to fucking do. When you we find these pieces, small pieces of information and turn that shit into a whole fucking movie, two and a half hour, nah, not two hours, it's too fucking long. A two hour movie with a plot, a climax, a fall, a reclimax, like everything. This is a full on motherfucking action, comedy, rom-com, drama. This is all the shit in one. We've just created a whole entire movie for ourselves. Based off of one little situation. It could just be, he didn't answer the phone. Hmm, that's not like him. Why did he not answer the phone? Goes down 500,000 fucking scenarios of why he didn't answer the phone instead of just accepting the fact that he didn't answer the phone. So either he's busy or he just doesn't want to fucking talk to you. And both can be hurt, both can hurt your feelings because you want to be around somebody, you want to talk to them, whatever. But regardless of it, what we're not going to do is hold on to it. We have to let it go. You pick your battles. You either deal with it and move forward or you let it go. But if it is causing you more harm than love, Let me say this again. If it's causing you more harm, then it is bringing love into your life. Bringing happiness, bringing joy, bringing peace. It's not fucking worth it. It absolutely isn't fucking worth it. It, There's no reason to sit there and allow it. There's no reason. Get up. Brush yourself off. Let them go. Somebody else will come along someday. They are not your end-all be-all. And if they are your end up being the one, then they'll come back. And that'll be for you to deal with at that time. But for the time being, you protect your space. You say, hell no, we ain't doing this. I'm not doing this to myself. And you let it go. It's not easy. And I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's easy to let anything go. Whether it's a relationship, whatever, a job, it's hard to make decisions. And it's hard to let things go. But when it's our health, our mental health, our spiritual health, our emotional health and sometimes all that shit in one will affect the physical when that shit is happening you gotta go number four what you want versus what you need that is a huge motherfucking struggle what we want versus what we need i find it that We oftentimes want the things that we don't need, but we convince ourselves that we need them. 
And I'm not sure if that makes sense, but I'm going to use as an example. I've always wanted a a man that was, you know, independent in the sense of, you know, he's able to think for himself. He's not, you know, bottled, like, bodied down by the thoughts of his parents or the thoughts of anyone, really, you know, myself included, you know, I don't want, I don't want a yes man, I don't want someone who's going to agree with everything I say, and that's something I want, but is it always necessarily something that I need? Yes and no, but that characteristic comes with a whole bunch of other shit, so you want an individual who doesn't really care what people think, right? Until you say something or something hurts your feelings and they don't really care what you think. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, well, I wanted that. I wanted that, but you may not have wanted all of it, right? You asked for it, but you might not have wanted all of it. So now you're in a place of, well, I do want that, but do I need that? Do I need, and this is for me personally, do I need someone in my life who is going to make me feel like, or, you know, who makes me feel like when I'm upset about something that it's irrational or that my emotions are invalid? you know, or approaches me with such coarseness that it makes me feel bad. And with that, there are many things, what you want versus what you need. I don't know if you guys have been seeing these TikToks where it's like, you know, do I love him or does he just have his own car? You know, that's very much like a want and needs situation. Mm, Do I love him or does he just have a big dick? Do I love him? Is he what I need? Or is he just not a broke, like broke boy on the street? Like I, I, you know, like it's our, it's a level of expectation, a level of boundaries. And I don't want to use the word expectations because Expectations to me are more so setting standards for others, whereas boundaries are setting standards for yourself. I'm going to say that again. Expectations are more like setting standards for others. Boundaries are setting standards for yourself. And what you want, what you will not accept, what you will not go for. So when I'm sitting up here thinking like, I have to create that boundary for myself. I can't expect for him or her to, or they to 
you know, say, let's, let's go do this. You know, I expect for them to just come up with things for us to do. I expect for them to want us to spend time together, quality time, right? I'm setting a standard for them. And whether or not that is a fair standard doesn't serve the point I'm trying to make, but it's different from me setting the boundary of, I want someone that spends quality time with me. You know, I am setting a boundary for myself of quality time is something that's a non-negotiable for me. Right. So that's my non-negotiable. So instead of holding them to a standard, I'm saying that's my non-negotiable. And I know that. I don't even have to tell them that that is something that I will not budge on, that that is something that I will not give up on, I know that that's something that I will not let up on. It's something that I need. It's a boundary that I set for myself versus, again, going back to these TikToks, what I want. In theory, yes. Does somebody want people who, you know, can put it down? Yes, most most of us. I gonna speak for all of us, but yes, that that's that's something that some of us enjoy. You know what I'm saying? But to what extent? You know, your partner puts it down like no other, but they don't respect you. They don't check behind them to see if you're there. When you're walking behind them, make sure nobody snatched your ass up. You know, they're not engaging with you. They rather spend all day on the phone than talk to you. At what point does that change? You know, they don't support your, they got, they put it down. They got a car. They got a nice job. They respect their elders, they're spiritual, they read, awesome. But they also don't support your dreams and your aspirations. They also make you feel belittled. They don't offer to be there for you when they know you need it. So you want all of that, but you have needs that aren't being fulfilled. So at what point do the needs take over the wants? I'm not saying wants and needs can't coexist. They very well can. And regardless of anybody you be, you're ever going to be with, they'll never be the perfect person. You know, we don't exist in a space where there is perfection. I actually hate the word perfection because what is it? But an unattainable level set that none of us are going to reach.
So I'm asking you to choose your needs. If you're only going by choosing your wants, you are just not that into you. Number five, reflection. I like to call this the mirror concept. The mirror concept is looking it's when when you're looking for partners, you're reflecting back the very things that in your partners that you may not like about yourself. Or you might be reflecting unhealed trauma from your inner child, unhealed trauma from any devastating and traumatic events that you've occurred that have occurred in your life. Or you might just simply be reflecting back the worst version of yourself. Or in the most beautiful situation, you have found somebody who reflects back the best version of yourself. Now, I feel like this is off on a different note, but I feel like when you reach a point where you reflect And you realize that that person is bringing out the best version of yourself. That might actually be your person. But if you take a step back and you realize, wow, he's just reflecting or she or they are reflecting the very things about myself that I dislike the most for me. It was being in a relationship where in him, it was reflected back on to me that I could be very angry, angry to the point of uncontrollable anger at this time, uncontrollable anger, um, hatred and just in a very evil side of myself that I hadn't even really recognized very evil, very manipulative version of myself that I didn't even really realize existed until I took a step to actually look at what the fuck was going on. I would see those same things in him and realize, wow, I'm doing that same shit. Now, whether I was doing that shit the whole time, I wasn't. It was definitely due to some of the events of the relationship, but regardless, they became characteristics of myself. Or they became exacerbated characteristics that I didn't even realize I had. But because it had gone to such an extreme, I really realized like, holy shit, this is some shit that you have to fix. This is not okay. You cannot treat people like this. And even if you're being treated that way, and in that situation, I was in a very bad situation, but it didn't matter. There was no reason for me to ever be that person or for me to ever have had those qualities. And, you know, I believe that a lot of our qualities are learned. 
um, from our parents, from our surroundings. And I had to sit there and dissect, spend a lot of time with my inner child and realizing why did I have those kinds of characteristics? Where did they come from? But I say all this to say that if you're currently in a situation, you're in a relationship or you're dating or you're talking to somebody in a serious manner, and even if you're not talking to them in a serious manner, you're just fucking with them, but you still are realizing like, hey, like who, I don't really like who I am with this person. Realize that that relationship is reflecting or whatever the situation is, is reflecting onto you those things that you don't really, the things about yourself that you may not like about yourself and that you may need to fix. I feel like even with your person, there will be times where you exhibit behavior that is not okay. We're not perfect. You're not going to always be happy. You're going to pop off sometimes. You might mouth off a little bit. You might even say something that you don't mean at some point. But I'm talking about the bigger picture. If in the reflection of that relationship, you see beauty, you see passion, you see love, you see trust, you see peace, you see joy, that's good. In the reflection of that relationship, you see agony, you see pain, you see despair, you see depressive acts, you see anxiety, fear, untrustworthiness, dishonesty. If that is what you're seeing, then that's not it. Not only is it time for that relationship or situation to end, but it's also time for you to do some work on yourself. Because when you're operating at your best version of yourself, whatever that best version of yourself at that time is, because that changes as we grow, that shouldn't be there you're not operating as the best version of yourself. You're just not that into you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope that you have enjoyed it. I'm so excited to get back into season two. I have some great, great things planned for you guys. And as always, thank you for listening to the A Word podcast, you beautiful, beautiful people.